Alright, nap time gang. I read Wikipedia articles, the boys comment on them, and you fall asleep. It's interesting enough to keep your mind occupied, but boring enough to fall asleep to, aka an excuse to do a bad job. Big news, the Naptime Gang is now 100% gluten-free. 100%. Yeah. No gluten for us. Beef is gluten-free, because this is the episode where we start beef. Because we're beefcakes? Because we're beefcakes. Yeah. So we start beef with another podcast to raise our profile. Ah. Well, which one? Which to lower our gluten with? levels. To lower our gluten levels. Which one should we start with, though? We'll decide, we'll decide that on the break. Alright. Alright. The first article I got for you guys is William Cavendish. He was a duke in England. He was born in 1800, to give you the time. So, he was a British army officer, most remembered for... Bananas. Eccentric behavior. <laughs> he was a recluse who preferred to live in seclusion. He had an elaborate underground maze excavated under his estate. All the members in his family were named William. What's, well, what's the point of having a maze under your house? To store your minotaur? Yeah, as I said, uh, minotaur, makes sense. Yeah. Hide your treasure in there, yeah. I think he was just really antisocial, and you like, didn't want to Maybe it was around. a maze to get into his house, and you had to solve it to get in, because he didn't Ooh, want anyone in his house. I like house. that. Yeah. I can understand an escape tunnel, but a maze, you're just going to get yourself lost. Maybe it's an escape maze. <laughs> this is the type of guy who has the, uh, the sconce where you pull it and a bookshelf spins around, and ever, ever, all the males in his family were named William. He's like one of those people where I imagine he built a maze in his house, and no one ever really went in it, and he just told people, yeah, there's a maze in my house. And then he sat home alone with his maze in the basement. Yeah, it gets worse. He didn't tell anyone anything. He was, like, <laughs> hiding from people in his maze. So um, he just sat around in his maze, hiding from He's people? the minotaur. He's was he a minotaur? Read, no, the, read a little uh, further. We can't confirm he's not. <laughs> 1824 to 1834, he held the rank of captain in the Royal West India Rangers on half pay... But the regiment had been disbanded in 1819, and he started that in 1824. So it was like, you know in Sopranos when they have a no-show job, where you just get paid, but you don't show up? It was like that, for nobles, yeah. He suffered from short-term memory loss and sciatica. Sciatica. It's for old people. My sciatica! Is it like a skin thing? Uh, Maybe that's why you didn't want to I think it's a back thing, no? Or like a sitting Yeah, thing? oh, sciatic nerve. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's for old people. <laughs> oh, okay. He must uh, have been an old person. So in 1854, he succeeded his father as the fifth Duke of Portland. Although the title gave him a house in the seat of lords, it took him three years to take the seat because he didn't take the oaths because he didn't care about politics. Uh, he did a bunch of weird building stuff. He built a huge building to ride horses in that was lit by 4,000 gas jets, but he never rode in it. And then when roller skating got big, he built a rink near the lake for his staff because he had a ton of people working for him. He had all all the furniture taken out and tapestries taken out from the whole estate and painted all the rooms pink. That seems like a huge waste for, uh, what did you say, it was like 5,000 lanterns for a horse stadium that he never used? Horse stadium. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a riding house, they called a it. A riding and house. I, I looked it up. <laughs> and horse stadium. As far as They're I can call, to ride horses in, yeah. And it's like inside, the whole thing is inside. Yeah, yeah I want to ride horses, but I don't want to go outside. I can imagine. You, you ever Just see anything big, like that? Like an airplane hanging? Yeah. Yeah. No, like, you ever see those, like, outside, like, if you go to, like, learn to ride horses, they make you ride in, like, a circle? Like I don't think that's... I think it's No, it's not, but inside. It was lit no? by yeah. Jets. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's, like, an enormous thing. I think it's, like, a... Probably, like, a... The size of a circus tent. <laughs> so pretty enormous. Do you know how much one of those um, circus tents costs? How much? I don't know. We were, just about, we were just talking about tent prices. Yeah, I'm sure those cost so much. I wonder if those are manufactured anymore. Probably so, not. Circus tents? Yeah, man, they're if all they're repurposed. No to, circuses? Uh, no, no, if they're manufactured. The no, ones they're repurposed that are there. for when you... What are they? Exterminator tents. <laughs> <laughs> so his building was aided, though, because his dad thought there was going to be an oak shortage. So he planted a bunch of oak. And then it, he used it all to build his underground tunnels. <laughs> and uh, so he had... 24 kilometers of tunnels in a bunch of rooms, also painted pink. He had a great hall that was 160 feet by 63 feet. He had a hydraulic lift that could bring 20 people at once to the surface. And the ceiling of the big room was painted like a sunset. And then there was an even bigger room that was a library. And a billiards room that's only described as vast. 
So this guy's this whole underground thing going on. Oh, this was all underground. All those things. Oh, all that's the great, underground. The great room and all that stuff. Yep. Oh my god. Wait, the the horse thing was underground too, or no? The horse thing was not underground. Okay. Maybe this guy had that thing where he's like allergic to sunlight. That brings me to the next thing. It's even weirder because I was thinking like uh, bomb shelter, but there's a glass roof on one part of it as an observatory, which doesn't make sense to go down and yeah. then put a observatory. So the sun can come in the glass roof. So he's probably not a vampire then. Mm. It seems like a ro- a duke. More likely that he's a he minotaur. Probably wears than collars. Than yeah. <laughs> yeah. Minotaur confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. Vampire. Vampires usually count. Can you be not both? Dukes. Can you be a minotaur vampire? Probably. So it says he was highly introverted and did not want to meet people and never invited anyone to his home, though he employed hundreds of people and contractors from time to time. He paid him well, I guess. And he, they weren't allowed to speak to him or acknowledge him. Though he just there was slid some, the money under the door. He had an inbox and an outbox. His rooms had double letter boxes, one for ingoing and one for outgoing mail. His valet was the only person permitted to see him in person in his quarters. He wouldn't even let a doctor in when they received all their instructions in writing. So, so did he, he die? Did he die because he wouldn't see a doctor? This is just me predicting. I don't think so. I don't remember. But you guys did predict a bunch of this stuff so far. Like the fact that he's a vampire and a minotaur. Yeah, and so everyone, uh, this was at the time, I guess you still had tenants on your estate, and they all knew to ignore him if you passed him, because the one guy who tried to talk to him, he, he like lifted his hat, like tilted his hat to him, so he had him fired. So people made rumors that he was disfigured, mad, prone to wild orgies, but he, from pictures that survive, he looks pretty normal. I guess they photoshopped out the minotaur horns. <laughs> Mentors the vampire team? Bullheads? So bullheads. I think bullhead. Okay. They photoshopped out all the people that he was in the orgy with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he just looked like a normal guy? Yeah. Sometimes he had to leave, though, and if he had to go to London, he would. He had a place to stay there, and he would go outside at night, and he would have a lady in front of him carrying a lantern 40 yards ahead of him, and if he went out in the day, he had two overcoats, a huge tall hat, and a high collar, to hide the horns, probably, and uh, or to protect him from the sun because he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. See, we're getting mixed messages. Here. Carried a very large umbrella, son. Maybe he was a werewolf. More likely, he used the umbrella to hide from people trying to talk to him or tip their hats. <laughs> oh, but then why would he go out at night? He can no, he can go out when it's not full moon. Well, that's true. Yeah, there's so many rules. I didn't realize how many rules creatures had. <laughs> If he had to go to London, he would take his carriage to a workshop where it would be loaded onto a train car, and then they would bring it there, and the staff had to keep... in it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, maybe not. Maybe he just went on the train. And then the staff at the London house knew to stay out of sight when he ran ran from the front hall to his study. He insisted on a chicken roasting at all hours of the day, and the servants brought him his food on heated trucks... That ran on rails through the underground tunnels. <laughs> oh, do you think they sent the trucks to him, or they go on the trucks? I don't know. There's evidence to believe he had a daughter, Fanny, and possibly two sons, only one of which was named William. Was the evidence that there was a daughter, and she was like, yeah, I'm his daughter? What was, the, what was it you said? There's rumors or some evidence that he had a daughter? Evidence to believe is the way it's phrased. But there was a whole scandal about it. So they thought he couldn't have kids... In his lifetime, but modern medical opinion says that's unlikely, so he, he might have had those kids. But there was someone else who said, oh, this wasn't a kid, this was even better. She said he led a secret life as Thomas Charles Druce, an upholsterer, and that uh, she married him and had a kid. And so so the Druce guy's dead and buried. And they she like brings these charges against him. And I think people started to believe it because he was so, like, withdrawn that he didn't combat it she she wanted the coffin open to show that it was empty and weighted with lead and Drew's executor like of his will banned that so they took it to court there was a whole thing they had like surprise witnesses and they eventually agreed that his grave should be opened and the guy was there was just lying and trying to scam him yeah she mm. was she was so crappy or some some guy who was helping her they disowned him and he got in trouble for like bringing a crazy court case and several witnesses were charged with perjury all right 
Howard Hughes. You guys know Howard Hughes? Nope. No name sounds familiar. He's the subject of the movie The Aviator, but there's some there's a lot of stuff in the Wikipedia article that isn't in that, and uh, that movie stops like before he gets to maximum crazy. So, he was businessman, investor, pilot, film director, philanthropist, philanthropist known during his lifetime as one of the most financially successful individuals in the world. And his dad made his money with oil drilling bits that let you get oil that you couldn't get before. But instead of selling the bits, he just leased them. So it just made money like crazy. Awesome. Yeah. And he was just like, mm, you can't buy it. Can't buy it. Probably couldn't make it either because he probably had a patent for it. Yeah. That's, they <laughs> had a lot of stuff. Smart. When are we going to become patent trolls? I don't know. I'd love to do that. Patent stuff so that other people owe us. So Howard Hughes built Houston's first wireless radio transmitter at age 11. At 12, he was in the paper as the first boy in Houston with a motorized bicycle, which he made from parts of his dad's steam engine. He probably got a lot of good boy points for that. I wonder how um, effective that was. Did he have to shovel coal into his <laughs> probably. bicycle? He, he probably he had, had to drag a, a, a wagon it. full of coal yeah. along with him. And someone's back there, a neighborhood kid. So when his dad died, he dropped out of college to make movies. And he spent $3.8 on the movie Hell's Angels, which was a crazy amount at that time. And people told him he was going to ruin himself making it, but it made $8 bucks. Which is the movie that the Hell's Angels are named after. That's cool. I, yeah. yeah, I was just going to ask, what was the actual movie about? Fighter pilots. Okay. In the war. And so he had, he spent a ton of money, like, filming the actual planes and stuff. And he was in a, I think he was in a crash. He was in three plane crashes. I think one of them was from filming this. A much more appropriate name for airplanes than motorcycles. Hell's Angels? Yeah. 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 Uh, but I think, a, I think a lot of biker gangs started with guys coming back from wars. Military, yeah. 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 And... I found this thing that I was reading about the Hells Angels that was like a PowerPoint presentation for cops, and it had a ton of cool stuff. It had like all their symbols, like 81, like HA for Hells Angels, and if you're like their friend but not in the gang, you can only have 81, you can't write Hells Angels. Yeah. It had all these like concealed weapons and stuff. There was like a glove with a gun inside it that you like, just like shoots one bullet. That's crazy. <laughs> and there was, there was a handlebar gun. Where it had a shotgun like mounted to the handlebar, so you could shoot of a, a motorcycle. Yeah, motorcycle handlebar. Yeah, and you, so you could like shoot a cop that pulled you over, or shoot someone across, which is a legal way to move a gun because it's in plain sight; it's not concealed. So in where wherever they were operating, it was like a legal so way can, to move a gun. So I can tape a gun to the top of my car, and I don't know. That's what, that's know. how I interpret it. Um, Driving around with a bunch of guns taped in my car. I'm going to say yes, do it, and I guarantee you won't get in trouble. Oh, okay. That's my... Yeah. Well, when they pull me over, I'll say I have TJ's guarantee. Probably get yeah. right out of it. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Just tell them. Drop my name. They have some good stuff. It also said, like, they use, like, wrenches and stuff. They're like, this is from my toolkit, and it's just a giant wrench. Yeah. And so they, they have all sorts of, like, rituals and stuff, or, or like, rules and regulations, and there's, like, positions, like... This guy is the treasurer. This guy, there's normal ones, and then there's, like, the roadmaster, like, I don't know the names, where he, like, plans their routes, and that, I think it was that guy who has a whip and that he rides with on his bike. Like, there's all sorts of cool That's stuff. Hilarious. You guys know about the wings? No. The, like, red wings, white wings, no? Red wings hockey team? Uh, I, gotta, I guess I'll look that stuff up. Like, getting your jump wings, like, in the war? Are we still talking about... Oh, maybe that's why they do it. Why they came up with the name. Yeah, you earn them in different ways. Oh, yeah, Howard Hughes. So he made a movie called Scarface, not the Pacino one, because it was 1932. That got him in trouble for being too violent. And he made a movie called The Outlaw that got him in trouble for being too sexy. And he designed a special bra for the lead actress to make her boobs look better, but she wouldn't wear it because she said it was uncomfortable. My question is, you know how... In Japan, they grow those square watermelons? Yep. Just in like a square mold, right? I think mm -hmm. so. Could they grow square boobs in Japan mm. with a square bra? Yes. Maybe that's what Howard Hughes was designing. They'd be more efficient. 
Better for storage. Better for storage. Yeah. Or a different <laughs> shape. Stack, you up, could grow. stack up way easier. Yeah, you could try stack them up. grow like uh, triangles. Triangles would be pretty efficient as well. Well, think about old video games, you know, like uh, Lara Croft, you know, back in the original. You're right. She was, she, you know, someone had to model for that. the best cosplayer. They had to have square boobs yeah. in order for that to work. Yeah. So they must have that existed at some point. Yeah. She was modeled after someone. Yes. It was someone it was with actually, square boobs. Yes. Motion <laughs> capture on uh, the guy who plays Gollum. <laughs> and he had to get square boobs for But they were implants. They could have grown them if they had the technology. Yeah. I'm glad we have the technology now to grow square boobs. They, they grow boobs on the back of rats for transplants now. I'm going to grow rectangular boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Let's invest. So he did movies. He did real estate. He was staying at the Desert Inn, and he refused to leave his room, so he bought the whole hotel. He was a big airplane guy. I would have loved to hear that conversation. Sir, you have to leave. No, I, I don't, actually. I now own this building, and you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> he would, the first guy would have fired him for looking at him. There's some similarities here. Uh, so, so, yeah, he did have a crash during Hell's Angels. Then he had a crash when he was setting the airspeed record in the Hughes Racer. And then he had another one that was almost fatal. They think that one, they, they try to like guess about what weird conditions it caused that could have led to some of his weird behavior later. Now you're saying he got into a, a crash when he was trying to set the airspeed record. He did so set it. He, he did set it, and mm -hmm. he crashed after he set it? Mm -hmm. While going at a record speed? I don't know. I don't How did he survive? No, he must have tried to land. I don't know. Um, and this I was he set the record twice. What speed was this? I'll check he set the land plane airspeed record of 352 miles per hour. Land plane airspeed. And then he set oh, a new the speed with airspeed, the, the speed they're flying at, oh, okay. the speed in the air. So why does it say land speed? A land plane as opposed to like a boat plane, I don't know. What? I don't know, I'm just a guess. Yeah, like the kind of land on water. Why do you have to differentiate between... I don't know. Weird. And then he set... A record on the transcontinental airspeed record in seven hours, seven and a half hours. Because airspeed means like your speed in relation to the air or something, not in relation to the ground. I think there's some some way to calculate that. It's definitely an aircraft. It's not a land thing. No, he was flying. Okay. All right. He flew. I think he flew around the world in 91 hours. Oh, he was also involved with Nixon. Like, right before the election, Nixon thought that Howard Hughes was going to reveal that he paid his brother a $200,000, or he gave his brother a $200,000 loan, so, you know, they thought he would, like, have influence over him. And some people think that that was the reason Nixon wanted to see what the Democrats were planning. He thought they knew about the loan, so Watergate was related to Howard, Howard Hughes. He had OCD really bad, not like when someone's like, Oh, I have OCD. You need to, like, straighten those pencils out. You guys know anyone like that? Who, like, pretends... They're like, I have OCD. Mm. You ever heard of that? I, I understand it, but I can't put a, a face to anybody That's right stolen now. valor. <laughs> stolen OCD valor? Stolen OCD valor. <laughs> oh, you know about the peace thing, right? Didn't we talk... Someone... Well, talked about this with someone. So he used to... Uh, he got obsessed with the size of peas, and it was one of his favorite foods, so he had a special fork to sort them by size... And he would order, like, 12 peas. 12 peas of 2 millimeters only. Mm. Discard the rest. <laughs> and then when he was directing the one where he invented the bra, he got obsessed with a small flaw on one of her blouses, complaining that it made the fabric bunch up and look like she had two nipples mm -hmm. on each side. And then he wrote a memorandum to the crew on how to fix the problem with a, the mold to make square boobs. <laughs> he told oh he told them he wanted this is where the like real crazy starts he told him he wanted to screen the movies at his house and or a film studio near his house and he stayed in the studio in the screening room in the dark for four months without leaving and he ate only chocolate bars and drank only milk and was surrounded by dozens of Kleenex boxes that he continuously stacked and rearranged and he wrote memos to his aides giving them instructions not to look at him or speak to him so he only gave him paper just like the first guy in the summer of 1958, he came out, he hadn't bathed or cut his nails in weeks, and they think that he had, like, a weird pain responses from one of the crashes. And in the movie, he pees in bottles. Doesn't say that on Wikipedia, so... And just pee out a window. Come on, now. Mm. There's not usually windows in a theater, though. 
Yeah, it's dark. Yeah, that's a good point. Wait, so they said he hadn't bathed or cut his nails in weeks. How is he bathing? Because he was in there for four months. Mm. Maybe they're exaggerating his not leaving. Plus, he's going to have to take a dump sometime. Maybe he's dumping in bottles, too. Maybe he could dump in bottles, I guess. Mm-hmm. I wonder how he got all those. It's hard to take dump without peeing, so he probably had to have two, two bottle, bottles, two yeah. bottle system. Yeah. I wonder what he was doing to use up uh, all the Kleenex from those boxes. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. This was a, this is a better purchase than a recorder. So I think in the Aviator, like he comes out of that and then like goes to like some congressional trial or something boring, and that's about where the movie stops. So it doesn't have the stuff where he moves to a hotel and rents rooms for his aides, his wife, and his girlfriends, and then he would sit naked in his room with a pink hotel napkin placed over his genitals watching movies. And they say that people with allodynia, which is the thing they think he got from the plane crash, don't like the touch of clothing, and they watch movies to distract themselves. And he watched the same movies, Ice Station Zebra, on a continuous loop over 150 times. How do you not go crazy if that's what you do? I would go crazy. He was already crazy. Yeah, he's already done. <laughs> yeah, already checked out. He started buying all the four-star hotels and all the restaurant chains in Texas and placing them under the control of his medical institute. I think his aides sold them. And then he insisted on using tissues to pick up everything for germs. He would see dust or stains on people's clothes and demand that they take care of them. And he was, he was like, really public when he was rich. He wasn't just, like, rich business guy. He was, like, in the tabloids and, like, crashing cars and, like, dating movie stars. And then he just disappeared. Some guy wrote a fake biography of him. They thought it was real because he didn't say it wasn't real because he was just living in a hotel room naked, not cutting his hair or nails, watching Ice Station Zebra 150 times. Jerking off all the time. With the Kleenex tissues. Oh, when he was in when he was in the hotel, he bought the Silver Slipper Casino so he could move their neon Silver Slipper sign because it was keeping him awake at night because you could see it from his room. Like the Kenny Rogers Roaster sign. In Seinfeld, yeah. We should just turn this into Seinfeld. a podcast where we talk about Seinfeld. No, I don't know anything about it, sorry. I was reading uh, an article about, it was an interview with one of the writers and it was like the episodes that didn't come out. And I was like, we should just talk about this. It's good. It's funnier. We, we talk, talk about their ideas. Yeah, we can talk about that. We talk about whatever. Did you see? Did I tell you about this? No. So, the one of the ideas that didn't get made because the show ended was George goes on an interview and it's a lunch interview for a job, and it's at like um what do you call those like theme restaurants? The, there's like Franchise a movie ones? one and like, a music uh, one. Like the like the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. Or... So so it's at like Hard Rock Cafe or or the other one and uh, Plant Hollywood. I think Plant Hollywood is the one they use. And he already ate, so he gets a, he orders a sweatshirt, and then they're mad about it, and he's like, it costs less than the steak. <laughs> I, I wasn't hungry. You're right. We changed this into a Seinfeld podcast. Mm-hmm. What was I talking about? Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. When he moved out of the Desert Inn Hotel, his employees found out that he hadn't opened the drapes the whole time, and the, they rotted through. He started buying a bunch of other stuff. Oh. He became fond of Baskin-Robbins banana nut ice cream, and that was what he was eating. So his aides, when they found out that it was going to get discontinued, they bought it bought it in bulk. They bought the smallest amount that Baskin-Robbins would make in a special order, which was 1,300 liters, and they had it shipped there. So after it arrived, he, he didn't know about that, I don't think. After it arrived, he decided he only wanted French vanilla because he was sick of banana nut, so they were giving it away for free. For a year to try and get rid of all really? of it. Yeah. And in an interview, his it says, ex-Howard Hughes communicator, Robert Matthews, so w- whatever a communicator is, just one guy that would talk to him, said there's a rumor that there's some banana nut ice cream left in the freezer. It's most likely true. So you could go there and find out. And you'd be like a modern day Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, the book thing. So he didn't dispute it for a while. And then he had to come out of his reclusiveness to expose it as a hoax and the guy got 17 months in prison for fraud. So Howard Hughes dies outside America and some countries apparently hold bodies ransom. Really? Yeah, to, to try and, uh, or at least they did at that time. So the, they... Well, they were probably just like, this rich guy, yeah, we probably yeah. hold him. They called his lawyer and his lawyer was like, don't announce that he's dead until you're in U.S. airspace. And when they got him back, he was 
like his hair, beard, and fingernails and toenails were like super long, and he was just like like the crypt keeper, and they found five broken off hypodermic needles in his flesh and arms because he was injecting codeine to deal with the pain, and he used glass syringes with metal needles that became detached. Jeez. Yeah. This is a little off topic, but have you ever seen the guys or girls with the like super long fingernails? The ones that are like curled up. And they yeah, like, they're yes. like super gnarly, and they they keep them like that. And, and then keep, I always wonder. Yeah, I was wondering how do you function in your life? How do you wipe your butt? Yeah, how do you wipe your butt? One time, uh, me and my buddy Corey were going through a drive-through, and there was a a woman uh, who had nails that were probably like three inches long mm-hmm. and she was eating munchkins and she was eating them on the tips of the nail without touching yeah without touching them with her fingers and it was the funniest thing i ever saw so can you use a a touch screen yeah huh? i don't know mm-hmm. i think maybe you can. You can. i think it's a lot like you have to use your your actual finger part so you have to like what's yeah, so your vent with those nails but it has a stylus thing in it Oh, don't give away our great ideas. I, I know. Oh, everyone's going to steal our great ideas. I know one of the guys that was in the Guinness Book of World Records had to carry his nails around in bags. Like, he had bags around. That what do you do for work? Hands. Yeah. That. Nothing. That. No, you don't do that for work. That's your job. That's you, your job. You sit in uh, listen, Barnum and Bailey's. Listen, it's 2017. This is how we make our money these days. <laughs> Podcasts, long nails, pro gaming. Ah, this right. is the economy. Uh, another off-topic, but um, funny thing. Uh, so I was watching this documentary, and in this one town in India, uh, they were getting overrun by monkeys. The monkeys were in there. They were taking Stealing their jobs. Things. <laughs> <laughs> the monkeys pooped on the street in India. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so in in India, these monkeys were uh, infesting this town, and uh, they, they were taking stuff, and they were, you know, bothering people, so uh, what they did is they hired this one guy, they, they tried a bunch of different stuff to get rid of these monkeys, then they ended up hiring this one guy to dress up like a monkey. And that was his job. He walked around like a monkey and just made all the other monkeys afraid of him. Just like and, a bigger monkey? Yeah. And he, <laughs> he cleared out the city. But we're bigger monkeys. But people are bigger monkeys. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. There was a thing where they had uh, Canada geese on runways in airports. Yep. And they're they're trying to get rid of them because like, the jets would just hit them when they came in or when they were leaving. And what they ended up doing was they'd bring dogs, like, on leashes and, like, run them out and, like, scare the geese away. And they, they learned to get scared of that. But I remember reading in a candy-making kit that Louie gave me when I was in, like, third grade that they hate the smell of bubblegum. Could have solved it. Could just spray bubblegum smell. Humans wouldn't mind. The geese would have hated it. Yeah, and bubblegum smell is probably, like, two cents for a mm. gallon of it. I wouldn't know, because I ate all the parts out of that candy-making kit and never made any of the candy, because I'd just sneak in and take out the, like, chocolate that you're supposed to melt, or, like, the the flavorings, like, I just ate Gum Arabic or whatever? I don't know. It was was pretty low-tech. It was, like, mixed flavoring and gum base. Like, I could have made Bazooka Joe. After I used up all the gum parts, I didn't want... I wanted to hide my shame, so I painted some rocks. Who would make gum anyways? Gum stinks. I don't even know who likes gum. Mm, besides like a mint gum. gum no besides like a gum, gum where you're like breath for yeah me. but past that who really likes gum why do you like gum stinky yeah yeah just eat something if you want to alright we gotta take a break cause I've drank this whole gallon thing and I gotta pee so uh, let's go to the sponsor sponsors diabetes sponsors diabetes today's episode is brought to you by the letter H the, the number H. 7 and the number 7 alright we did it yeah and we're back. We had a lot of stuff going on. I'm going to take it back nice and boring. This one is McDonald's Legal Cases. McLibel Case, UK. In 1990, there were like these environmentalists who were distributing pamphlets that said, what's wrong with McDonald's? And it was like about how bad McDonald's was. So McDonald's took them to court, and it lasted seven and a half years the longest in English history, and it got so much more attention. This was two people handing out pamphlets on the street. And what were the pamphlets? It was like, 
McDonald's is bad. I don't know. I don't know. It said, oh, maybe shit. it said it makes you fat. Maybe it said... Oh, it says they were anti-trade union and exploited animals, you know, that type yeah, of people. Yeah, I got you. So, okay, you have some people passing that out. So what do you do instead? You make a high-profile case where you're suing two hippies and... For seven years. Yeah, for seven <laughs> years. McDonald's is suing them. So they won. McDonald's won. And they were awarded 40 thousand pounds in damage damages and they had spent 10 million in legal costs and done all the damage of so what were they even defending this is silly <laughs> and the people that they suits said we have no intention of ever paying and mcdonald's confirmed it would not be pursuing the money <laughs> and the, the irony is just that they already spent the millions of dollars that the damn mm-hmm. you know that so the people who started the suit with them are just happy they're just like oh it already cost them 10 million dollars it doesn't yeah. matter Speaking of McDonald's and uh, money, yesterday uh, was the first day that McDonald's decided to bring back the Szechuan sauce. I thought it was the only day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, since they originally did it, um, and obviously it's because of Rick and Morty, but people are now selling that sauce on eBay for hundreds of dollars, and people are buying it. It's going, too, yeah. 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 Did you see the label for the sauce? No, I didn't. It has, like, a cartoon space boy. No, Like, some zany colored skies. Really? Yeah. That's great. McDonald's must be loving this. This is way better than suing people. This was also where I learned Pyrrhic victory. Remember I was asking you about that, Danny? Yep. That was where I learned the word. Pyrrhus of Epirus? Yeah. And then I clicked on that in Wikipedia and went down the Wikipedia hole. So they, they sued a lot of people for just having names that sound like McDonald's. They sued Mac Joy, M-A-C Joy, in the Philippines, which was a fast food restaurant. And it's it, a fast food restaurant, and you put Mac in front of it. M-A-C. Yeah, but a Big Mac. It's like the... And, uh, and obviously McDonald's already existed. And not is in the there, Philippines. Is there anyone in the Philippines with Mac as the first half of their name? Where did they get their that Their explanation is a lie. They're, they're <laughs> like, it's a term of endearment for the owner's niece whose name is Scarlett U. Carcel. And McDonald's said there's no connection between Scarlett U. Carcel and the word Mac Joy. <laughs> Um, I think the, the connection is clear, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and McDonald's, it opened five years before McDonald's put the first one in that city. Or no, five years before they had that name, McDonald's put their first one. So who do you think won? McDonald's? Yeah. Uh, the Philippine Supreme Wait, Court. Is it in, I was going to say, is it in Philippine Court? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know then. They upheld the right of McDonald's over its registered... An internationally recognized trademark, and they had to change their name to My Joy. <laughs> My Joy. McCoffee. In 1994, McDonald's sued Elizabeth McCoffee, or like M C C A U G H E Y. Sued her for her name. Change your name. No, she was selling. She was selling coffee, or she had a coffee shop named M C Coffee. The word coffee, uh, and she ran it for 17 years. Who won? I'm gonna I'm gonna say her to be hopeful, but I'm gonna say McDonald's. Yeah, but the reality is maybe McDonald's. Yeah, Mc, McDonald's probably won. Huh? As McDonald's. Yeah, oh, that's pretty sad. Now, was she selling coffee? Oh, this was 1994, and she had been doing it for 17 years. McDonald's in, came around 1994. In the they got 50s, her. 40s. Yeah. McDonald's have been got, been around for a long time. I don't know. It's her last name, so I mean, that's it fine. is her last yeah, name. Yeah, so I mean, it's like that one. I I feel like she had a shot. That one, it's kind of hard for me to believe that she... Well, there's another one where the guy's last name is McDonald. His name was Norman McDonald, and he had Norman McDonald's... Norm McDonald? ...country drive-in. Drive-in, too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he ran a small country drive-in restaurant. This guy was in the early 1960s he started. So this one, McDonald's wasn't as big. Called McDonald's Hamburgers Semicolon Country Drive-In. I can't imagine that was the actual McDonald's name. Hamburgers Drive-In... <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's hamburgers was the original name of McDonald's. What, it should all it? be called McDonald's hamburgers. Yeah. yeah. And then he had it had it had like a gas station and a convenience store at it, so I don't know what was going on. Oh, you can't actually, call another business the exact same name and then add a semicolon like it's the sequel or something. <laughs> Apparently, there was a little more to it than I realized when I started because it says McDonald's forced him to remove the arches. He had arches. I run a business called Blockbuster colon not shitty. You, you can have it. You can have it now. Oh, now you can't. Yeah. yeah. And they made him add the full name Norman McDonald's to the sign. 
and uh, it doesn't have a gas station. Either. I run a restaurant called The Burger King. The The, the Burger, Burger King. King, very different. That's in the. I have one, one called King of Burgers. King of Burgers. As, but you got sued by King of Queens. <laughs> and Lou Ferrigno, because he's their neighbor on that show, was like the attorney at the trial. <laughs> well, he just came and threatened to beat me oh, up if I didn't change the name. Well, that's Lou Ferrigno. That was an excellent impression. Lou Ferrigno's on the podcast. We have a special guest today, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it's going on. That sound was definitely worth not buying mics for. And when we invest in mics, we can hear... No, we can hear that sound in high def when we finally get them. I bought the mics, but they won't... You can only use, like, one or two with a computer. Well, it looks like it's uh, being recorded bad forever. Forever. If anybody knows how to solve this, post a comment on my web zone. (laughs) A joke that we now own. (laughs) Also not stolen. Don't sue us. (laughs) Oh. Don't sue us like McDonald's. They sued McChina Walkaway in England, or in the UK, which was a Chinese takeaway uh, chain. and Just M, small c, uppercase c in China. And the judge ruled that the McChina name would not cause any confusion among customers because McDonald's had no right to the prefix Mc. I should have had you guys predict. That was 2001. In 1996, they sued McMunchies, and it was a restaurant with a, a, a Scottish lady. So she just thought Mick seemed Scottish, or at least that's what she said. And they didn't sell burgers or fries or chips because it was in Scotland. And her, her sign had, like, the Scottish flag, and it looked Scottish, and it was called Mick something. And they still went after her. I don't think this one went to court. I think they just forced her to stop. Oh, this one, here's a good one. McDonald's. In, you know the, the Cayman Islands? Oh, it's sort of like legally weird. I didn't know that, but I kind of get what you're saying. Well, I think, don't people like hide money there? Isn't that like a rich person thing? Sure. I believe it. Hide it where? Cayman, Cayman Islands. Islands. This yeah. sounds like a thing that you'd hear about so in like a like, movie. Or yeah, I think so. Weird I, I think uh, Swiss banks are more common, but... Let me check the Panama Papers. I know all uh, big companies have their companies in Delaware. That's For a thing. Yeah. So, McDonald's, M-A-C Donald's, family restaurant in Grand Cayman, was just, just a knockoff. And McDonald's filed a lawsuit against them. Predictions. Losers. Which, which side? McDonald's. I predict that there was a loser. <laughs> they did not both win. All right, let's see if that pans out for you, Casey. I think that the McDonald's won the lawsuit, and uh, for damages, they actually got to take over McDonald's, and they're who runs it oh, now. Oh, shit, that's probably it. McDonald's lost to McDonald's. Whoa. And in addition, M- McDonald's was banned from ever opening a location in Grand Cayman, Jeez. the ruling stands today. But the person whose last name was fucking McCoffee <laughs> couldn't, couldn't keep theirs. Well, because that was in a real country. <laughs> Although I think, are the Cayman Islands British? I don't know. Are they still affiliated? You never know what somebody like. owns them in there. They must not be if they have these tax laws. It's it's a good thing we're dumb. Or we and just Google notice. says British Overseas Territory. British Overseas Territory. Yeah. And wasn't the coffee one in uh, Britain? Mm, the McCoffee? No, that one was in America. Right. McCoffee was San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah. You want me to do more of these or go to the next one? Do whatever you want. What's the most boring one? They had a hot dog vendor who called his place McAllen, which like his, his first... Well, his first name was Allen. His last name wasn't McAllen. So he did add Mick to it. But he claims it was named after a whiskey called McAllen's, M-A-C, that he liked. So he was ripping off someone else, yeah. not McDonald's. He, he contacted <laughs> the distillery defense. to see if they would object, and they didn't. He didn't license it from them, but they said, nah, whatever, because they're not McDonald's. Yeah, it's a hot dog yeah. cart, too. Yeah, it's, a hot, it's <laughs> yeah. a hot dog cart. Hey, brewery, can I make a hot dog cart? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't object. McDonald's did. Who won that one? I guess. I'm going to say McDonald's. Was it in America? It was in Denmark. What year? 1996. A lot of these look like they're 90s. Well, okay. McDonald's had a pretty good run during yeah, the 90s. I'm going with McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. 
the courts said people could customers could tell the difference between a one man hot dog cart and a multinational chain and ordered McDonald's to pay 40,000 kroner in court costs. The verdict couldn't be appealed. <laughs> it's so it's so back and forth. It's so swingy. Mick Curry in Malaysia in 2001. They sued a restaurant named Mick Curry, M, small c, uppercase c, uh, serving Indian food in Malaysia, and they said it infringed on their trademark. I wonder if, uh, you know how they have like different foods for McDonald's in different countries? Yeah. I wonder if that time there was a McCurry dish or something at McDonald's. I don't know. Does, yeah. does anybody know likely that it would happen? The, the Royale with cheese? So. It's from uh, he's John Travolta says it in that movie Grease Lightning. No, with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, the one at Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. So it? everyone knows it. It's like I've never seen it. In France, a Big Mac is a Royale with cheese. Now, does anybody know what kind of food they serve in the different countries? From what, what I've seen, Black Whopper in Japan at Burger King. I haven't seen yeah, that. And the bun no. is black and. Yeah. Burgers black and from what I understand, the food different countries is, is like tailored to the country. Yeah, right. Yeah, like they'll have veggie burgers and stuff. And I think in, in in one of the countries, I can't remember which, they like have the McRib like always. Really? Yeah. And in I a know different probably they have a rib area. Yeah. <laughs> in a different <laughs> country, they have do, a do a better version of that rib area. Mm, what's a, what's that. a place that you can? What's a place that has rib in it? Siberia, Siberia, and other That's what I was Siberia. trying to do. I was doing Siberia. Siberia. Does that, that's never been it. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> we'll come back to that joke. I'll, I'll do a little research. Get back to it next time. Yeah. So the the place claimed that Mick Curry, big M, small C Curry, and then uppercase C for Curry, standed for Malaysian chicken curry. I believe. Well, it. that's obviously a lie. McDonald's won an initial judgment in the high court. But the judge ruled that the prefix Mick and the use of colors distinctive of the McDonald's brand would confuse them. But then three years later, so starting 2001, 2006, first judgment, and then in 2009, an appeal panel overturned the verdict and said they weren't passing off their product as McDonald's, and it said they can't claim Mick in the country. And then they appealed that again in the highest court, and it upheld that and made them pay 10000 whatever their money is to Mick Curry. So Mick Curry won. Yeah. I guess that's and they were even using the colors. Yeah. In South Africa, they registered their trademark in 1968, but they didn't go there until after apartheid in the 90s. So there was, there was a bunch of lawsuits, but in South African law, trademarks can't be the property of a company if they're not used for a certain number of time. So they, they renewed it a bunch of times but they missed one of the deadlines and when they finally got there to try and register it again there were two fast food places in South Africa under the name McDonald's M-A-C and then a businessman had applied to register the McDonald's name and well if you don't use it you lose it so who do you think won when they tried to file the lawsuits for those I side with McDonald's every time yeah I'd say McDonald's probably has like in that, that one in South Africa they must have lost what were you going to say, Casey? I, I, I think McDonald's has got to have like an 80% or better track record in court, if I were just guessing based on their how much they pour into these court. I wonder how many go outside of court and you don't hear about them. I mean, when you're willing to sue two hippies for passing out flyers. Or some like, guy with a hot dog cart. Yeah. You, what about this business plan? We start Mick Pizza, whatever, some Mick, or Mick, uh, some Mick brand, it doesn't even have to be food, and then... We wait for them to buy us out. Ah. Or we start it in Malaysia. That's a business. The Malaysia. Malaysia. What I want to know is why doesn't McDonald's serve hot dogs now that I'm thinking about it? Sue some hot dog cart. Why don't they serve hot dogs? Does Burger King sell hot dogs? I feel like I saw ads. I saw ads. Duchess. Duchess. People don't know Duchess. Sonic has hot dogs. You know what Duchess is only around selling hot dogs? They're the Burger King, Danny. They're not the hot dog king. Burger King starts selling hot dogs. I saw like... I'm pretty sure it's Burger King because I remember it had for like charbroiled, which would be the burger. I'm I'm pretty sure I watched this <laughs> this video that like was saying like things you didn't know about McDonald's, and I think they did try and sell hot dogs I, at one point. I, and do you guys like, remember when failed. they were selling pizza? I remember. Yes, when they pizza. yes, yep. yes, yes. It also took a long time. It was when we were younger, right? Yeah. And I thought, and I was like, I want it so bad. Me too. And, it, and now we live McDonald's, in we live in the best pizza area. We live in the, in the pizza world. zone. Yes, and I wanted McDonald's pizza. Yes, I don't know why. It's Apparently, a brainwashed I was. 
It was because of Ronald McDonald. There, you know, there was a real Ronald McDonald, and the company waged a 32-year legal action against McDonald's Family Restaurant, which was opened by a man legally named Ronald McDonald in 1956. All these poor people with like, the yeah, same common that was 1956 <laughs> too. So it's not like in 2017 I was like, I'm starting McDonald's Restaurant by Ronald McDonald, yeah. and like, like I. This guy might not have known what he was doing. I don't know. I don't know what year it started. 32 years they hounded this guy. And then a, 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 he, he continued to use his name, even though McDonald's continued to object. Oh, I didn't say who won the South Africa one. Yeah. It says, the fast food chain was stunned. I don't know how they know that the chain was stunned. When the court ruled it had lost rights to his world-famous name. However, they eventually won on appeal. I should come up with a poll, right? You know, Ronald McDonald, Steve Jobs, and uh, in, in a poll. And you guys can vote on what I'll name my kid. <laughs> and then your kid can never open a restaurant. <laughs> they tried to stop a lawyer named Malcolm McBratney from using the name McBrat on the shorts of a rugby team that he sponsored. Well, did McDonald's sell bratwurst in that country? Maybe. Um, he was in Queensland's Australia, right? And then the rugby team was Irish. So he he said, or McDonald's said it shouldn't be registered because it was too similar to McKids, which they had trademarked at the time, maybe still. And the word brat is another term for kid, but McBratney was his last name. And they didn't, I, or they found out he specialized in intellectual property. So he said, my name's been used since the 1600s. And he could abbreviate it. So I think he won this one. Yeah, they said... They said McDonald's has no intellectual property rights over Mick and Mac, especially since it's people's real names. I'm going to change my last name to Mick Shitstain and start a restaurant, Mick Shitstain, so they sue me and they're just embarrassed because they're trying to defend Mick Shitstain. <laughs> well, what if they want to trademark that? I would love it. So, so this guy sued McDonald's back for its use of McKids in Australia and... McDonald's just never used it there. <laughs> they finally picked the wrong person to fuck with. Yeah. Well, there was other people who sued them. Do you guys know H.R. Puff and stuff? Why does no. that sound familiar? Yeah, it sounds very familiar. I don't really was know what it, it was. Like a, it was like a 70s kids TV show that I think, I think it had like people dressed up, maybe puppets. I don't it sounds know. so familiar. Yeah. Just the words, though. Nobody so, else. Must have heard somebody mention it at some point. H.R. Puff and stuff was like the mayor of an imaginary town. And they sued McDonald's for their Mayor McCheese, which was a copy of H.R. Puffin stuff. And McDonald's had to pay them a million bucks. Is that the one with the cheeseburger for a head? Is Mayor Mayor McCheese. Yeah. 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 Uh, So that's why you don't see him anymore. McDonald's tried to license H.R. Puffin stuff to put into commercials. But when they wouldn't let them, they decided to make a magical place where Ronald and Grimace and the Hamburglar live. And those characters... Stayed around, I guess. Someone tried to open Quality Inns, tried to open a new chain of hotels called Mixed Sleep. Why would that even seem good to you? Because they're piggybacking on McDonald's. You, no. want, you want to sleep in a McDonald's? Like, that doesn't seem connected. No, little... If you want to sell me yeah, greasy right. fast food and you put Mick, that has good connotations. I want to sell you a greasy hotel room. Yeah, that, does, see, that doesn't sound good. Neither does McDonald's, really. McDonald's is so good. It's very good, but you know it's bad. I like all those people who watched... Uh, what was the documentary? Supersize me. And then we're like, I'm never eating McDonald's again. Yes, you are. It's delicious. I could eat McDonald's while watching that. So Mixed Sleep, they they did get, the, uh, they did win the court case, but the court opinion said Mick added to a generic word has a secondary meaning. I'm getting bored of these. Maybe I'll skip a couple. There's there's so many more. Oh, there's another uh, people. There's the the famous hot coffee case that was turned yeah. into a documentary where. Um, it's a documentary about that. Yeah, everyone's it's just called hot coffee. Mm. Everyone's heard of that case. Like the and mod. I was just gonna say, is it the mod for Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. I don't know about that. Grand Theft Auto, Vite? No, full. It lets you see boobs. Sandra objecting. No, that. it's like it's a mod. It's a mod. No, I think you're like changing something in the code and it's there. Yeah. Uh, no, you're, it's like uh, in the code. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know what you're talking yeah. about. I didn't know it was called that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's called the. Hot there was a McDonald's thing. thing. I think it was McDonald's. It was some fast food place where 
a guy like called and made a manager like stri- pretend to be the cops and made a manager strip search an employee. Yep. And that was a big thing too. So wait, what was the hot coffee thing? Okay, so the hot coffee thing, um, this woman uh, spilled hot coffee on herself and then sued McDonald's um, because she got burned, right? And er- it seems like everyone's heard of this case and it kind of got held up as an example of a frivolous lawsuit. But what a lot of people don't know is that the woman actually got like third degree burns, like her she spilled it in like her crotch area and it was she was a very old she was an older woman and her legs everything was just turned black her skin and it was because mcdonald's had been keeping their coffee things way 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 too hot and there was like um you know a lot of cases that happened before this leading up to it where they should have known like there was a lot of oh so there's a lot of people getting burned yeah there's a lot of people getting burned they knew it was a problem and they just never did yeah, anything about it the solution is like you write on the cup Caution, content's hot, and then that's it? I, you should already know that. They, so if that makes you legally not responsible, that's dumb. You should know coffee's hot. I, I think that they had to uh, reduce the temperature like that they mm-hmm. kept it at. Yeah, it seems pretty silly to me either way. Just, it's like giving somebody a gun and going to... You have to say, don't shoot yourself. Did it's you, like when you hand it to them. Yeah. <laughs> you remember when uh, Red Bull used to have commercials that say it gives you wings? Yeah. They got sued for that. Is out of control. That's insane. I wish I sued them for that. Because you don't literally grow wings when you drink it? Yeah. I think so. There was like a class action. I, what I want That's the thing, too, is like, whoever's suing them, just like, why is it settled like millions of dollars? Why isn't it just like, all right, here's your $5, you didn't get wings, here's your the $5 you spent on Red Bull? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, why is it millions <laughs> of a, damages? a lot of people. Well, I thought I was going to get wings and, and some, fly to Jamaica yeah. and ruin my whole vacation, because now I don't have a way to get to Jamaica. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I booked a hotel there. Yeah, I booked a hotel, and now because Red Bull didn't, didn't give me wings. <laughs> so, I think with those, like, class action lawsuits, the law firm that's working on it gets a ton of money and that's why they want it to be a big yeah. settlement and not a million people getting five dollars each yeah and as far as the uh mcdonald's strip search thing that that got a little crazy because that was a prank caller that called them and awesome. pretended to be somebody amazing and uh told the manager to start strip searching one of his employees who he the the manager was a male the uh the employee was a female and it got ridiculous i mean he had her naked he had her doing jumping jacks like it, it was all usually you do a jumping camera. jacks in searching situations yeah, yeah to dislodge hidden you don't want to do an orifice search so you yeah. just have them do jumping jacks yeah i make them do burpees and push-ups just to make sure well that's for their own good <laughs> McDonald's got sued by vegetarians for having beef content in their fries because they had like beef flavoring. They, they, when they, changed. Changed the they used from, to do their yeah. fries in beef lard. Well, they yeah, all liked yeah. it better. And now it's changed to the worst thing, the thing that has Well, that trans- was like the uh, CSPI, like Center for Science and the Public Interest. Is that that was from the documentary follow up to the Fathead. Super Yeah. Yeah, a very where good he says, Yeah, where he says. Uh, that they, they, like, made McDonald's look bad, made him change to an oil that's possibly worse. Yeah. Did you know Monopoly was called McMatch and Win in Australia? The, what do you mean, the Monopoly? Oh, the, like, you know, McDonald's, McDonald's Monopoly? Monopoly? Yeah. yeah. McMatch and Win. They love Mick. They're going to buy the name from everyone with that last name so they can own it. I could better change my name before they do it. Who was telling me something about, uh, it was either Denmark or Iceland or something where they're... Last names are like son or whatever because it's like your father. Iceland and no, well, it's, daughters. It's, it's more than Iceland because I don't know who I was talking about it with. But they said in one of those Denmark still does it. Yeah, in one of those countries, if you want to legally change your name to like an accepted like Jensen or something or any of those, you have to go like get the permission of the family. Really? Yeah, if you want to change it like to their name. Who's in charge though? Like the oldest guy. No, you have to get everyone's from everyone in the family. Everyone who everyone has everyone in, the family. in the whole yeah, country. Yeah. So you have to like go get like two hundred signatures if, if you want to change your name to that. That's funny. I wish I remember what country it is because now it's just a non-fact. Mm. Oh, so I I was joking about following up with the rib McRib joke, but I really did follow up with some from last time. Yeah. Uh, so remember we were talking about like use ten percent of your brain and like there's flavor sections. Really, of the tongue. it's fifteen percent. Mm. Remember we were talking about like lies yeah, that they yeah, tell yeah, you. Yeah. Did you guys ever hear that a duck's quack has no echo? Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, I thought I they did that. a thing about that on Mythbusters. Did they? Yeah. What well, was the result? I don't remember what the result was. Well, it's definitely not, not true. true. I remember there was a poster when we were in middle school for Picture Day. Yep. 
that had like a list of like facts like that and at the end it was like did you know you could like get did you know this day's picture day? I don't know whatever it was promoting and and that was one of them and I was like that's not true one of the coolest things that they did on Mythbusters or that I thought was the one of the coolest things was um, there was a story about uh, an army ma- marching across a bridge and that it caused the bridge to collapse and uh, it like once again, I think that they they proved it on a smaller scale that it was possible, but it was just because like people marching in a cadence can create a certain kind of. Uh, they build like a small bridge and vibrate yeah, it, and then they said, "Yeah, proved. myth confirmed." Well, yeah, similar. They built a small bridge and had people. I don't know, mm. or they had a machine making perfectly timed steps or something. That's that's good myth. So yeah. like, they made a machine to duplicate a bunch of people walking over it. I, I guess, yeah. It's it cheaper, wasn't... cheaper to, to hire or make a machine than to hire people to walk over it. <laughs> well, small. Well, it had to be... Oh, like, and it had to fall apart, it too. To, yeah, yeah. Oh, so they yeah. be on it. Yeah. I didn't consider that yeah. part. Uh, so I, I came up with a bunch of other lies from school. So well, Another one of those lies, there's all, all those things that say, like, there's no word that rhymes with silver or orange or things like that, and there yeah. are words that rhyme with that. Plenty. Yeah. Also... I think they're implying that it has to be a two-syllable rhyme. But, like, well, there are, there are, rhymes with orange. There are two-syllable rhymes for those. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, Do you know them off the top of your head? Door hands. Uh, Chilver for silver, which is, like, a baby goat or something. Chilver? One of those animals. You would know this. Yeah. Uh, Blorange for orange. It's the name of a hill in Wales. Blorange <laughs> uh, hill. That doesn't count. Somebody just named it's, a hill that. So orange been named been that for with. hundreds of years. And or, the word orange my, has been around for even long. Has it? My, Who knows? I don't know. Blorange. My people are from the Blorange foothills. <laughs> it's a proud tradition. That we like uh, to for, for purple, nurple, obviously. That's a good one. Oh, That's all good right. One. Can't argue with that. Why do people say all colors where there's yellow? Nothing rhymes with know. yellow. Nothing That's does rhyme Bellow. Bellow? Mm, yeah. Mellow? Those aren't words. Mellow. Mellow yellow. The soda. <laughs> Blello, the hill and wherever Danny said. <laughs> do they still make mellow yellow? Yeah. 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 Yep. Or they make it again because people love the 90s. You know what I wish they'd they make, make again? Surge. They do. Yeah, isn't that they a do? new thing? Isn't, aren't they like... Like Amazon was selling that and Dunkaroos, French toast cereal. Dunkaroos was out of... Out of I don't know. They just uh, sell all yeah, the Yeah, they're still making stuff. it in other countries, but not here. Really? Dunkaroos, yeah. Dunkaroos are a rule. Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. <laughs> oh, I got one of these about cake. You guys know the let them eat cake thing? Yeah. And they say Marie Antoinette, said, the people, they're like, the people are starving. They don't have any bread. And she's like, well, then eat cake. Apparently, it's that's not true because the quote is, let them eat uh, brioche, which is a bread enriched with butter and eggs. So same point. But it's it's from a book that was published when Marie Antoinette was like a little kid. She was nine when the book was published, and probably younger when it was written, or maybe she was nine when it was written. And the it's just attributed to like a great queen, and they don't know who said it if anyone actually said it. But obviously, it wasn't her since she was nine years old. Mm. Or if she was, it was just a dumb little kid. Oh, Gandhi was racist. There's one. There's one. What things that people tell you that aren't true? No, they don't tell you. Oh, it was racist? Yeah, he was racist. What? Yeah. Martin Luther King was a plagiarizer for his uh, speeches. And Martin Luther, Luther King that? Jr. And his... Martin Luther King Jr., yes. And his, uh, like, thesis or whatever. Yeah. Dr. Martin Luther yeah. King Jr. His doctorate thesis. Wasn't, oh, wasn't there a bunch of shit with him, like, cheating on his wife and stuff? Isn't there a bunch of stuff? Yeah. yeah. And it's like there's, like, FBI files on it because they were, like, following him because they were worried about, like, he's getting them all riled up. I thought that uh, she caught him cheating and then attacked him with a golf club or something. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know the tea act, like, with Boston Tea Party, the, the taxes on the tea? Yeah. Yep. That lowered the taxes on tea. Oh, you know, I saw something about that, um, and probably a lot of people don't know this. Tea back then didn't look like tea bags now. It was, was like bricks. It was like one thing of like tea. Like a pound of weed, but a pound of tea? One thing of tea was, uh, it, it was similar to like a brick, and you would break a piece off, and that's what you would use to make your tea. Did they have so, those did like, it strainer things like we have now? or? I, I think that's what they used, in. yeah, and it was just like... Or do you brew it and then pour it off? I, I think you broke a piece off of the brick, put it in some type of mesh thing, and then... Like, if you're rich, that. you probably have a mesh yeah. thing. If you're poor, you probably don't even have tea. But so, but so the Boston <laughs> no, Tea Party... Tea. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. 
so the Boston Everybody Tea Party, they tea. threw so many, like so many of those bricks, and that's it was so much. It was so valuable because one of those bricks could make so much tea. And then in a different harbor, they were throwing lemonade mix in, and when the tide came in, that made the first Arnold Palmer. Arnold ah. Palmer was a famous patriot. Yeah, you don't have to hold your laughs, and you could laugh at my. I see you over there. <laughs> I see you over there trying not to laugh. You could laugh at my joke. <laughs> Well, we don't want the listeners to think you're funny, though. Yeah. Well, they'll know I'm not. So that was... They were smuggling a lot of tea, so instead they lowered the tax, but just started enforcing it. Uh, and you usually think that it raised it That's or started funny, the yeah. tax. Yeah. Oh, you gotta get your tinfoil hats out for the next one. But this is true. The pilgrims, you know how they were starving when they got here? Aliens gave them food. No. They were trying... They tried, uh, essentially, socialism. They were trying to, like live communally yeah. and that was why they starved and you can you can look at Danny what was that the first of Plymouth Plantation of Plymouth Plantation so you can read their account and you'll see how they were like supposed to all do stuff did I have any other good ones of these I had one oh there's a book War Before Civilization that's about like wars in the Americas before Europeans were here and the guy had to lie to get funding because they want you to think that Indians are like peaceful, like me smoking peace pipe, which is more racist than just being like, they're like everyone else. Yeah. Everyone had wars. But I don't know. They don't want you to know that. You guys ever hear the one about bumblebees flying is physically impossible? Yes, I have heard that. And I, obviously yeah. I know that's obviously a lie. it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very obviously yeah. not true. But I was disappointed to find that that wasn't just a myth. It's like based on a real thing where some, it was like some... Oh, in the 1930s, a French entomologist, which is someone who studies entomans, noted that their flight is actually impossible, and it's stuck in popular consciousness. What a note! Since. Yeah. <laughs> what a yeah, stupid well, thing. Lots of, lots of things that people still believe that aren't true are just things that... Someone you know, wrote. Yeah, somebody wrote down once. Someone who studies And, and everyone's like, wow, this is, this is a fact, I know it. I, I just want to know why this guy was like, I'm going to do math and find out if a bee can fly. It yeah. flies. It works. Sorry, move on. You know, uh, the idea of there being an alpha wolf was this This guy was in a nature preserve watching one group of wolves, which uh, there seemed to be an alpha male, and he wrote a whole book about it. And then actually later he was like, oh, no, wait, that was probably just the mother because the other ones were small. <laughs> they were all falling around this one bigger one. They were all, like, which was sucking on the Most alpha likely male. just the mother. And then he tried to get the book out of print but the publisher kept printing it because really? they made so much money with it hilarious and so people still like believe like there's an alpha wolf today but there's no reason for that there's no there's no actual evidence to believe that that's like those nature documentaries where they give the animal a name and they're like ubugu is on the hunt today he <laughs> wants to and it's like they're like giving it like emotions <laughs> to this day there's still people that uh, you know believe the earth is flat the flat earthers that believe do you mean they dude, know they, that oh, they, dude, I'm sorry, don't they say know. that the Illuminati's gonna get you yeah why Why don't you go in a plane or a hot air balloon why don't you why don't you check it out if I thought the earth was flat I would check it out if I literally thought everyone was lying to me about that I would find out here's here's a related not true fact people say that uh, Christopher Columbus came to the Americas to prove that the earth was round I heard that as well and it had been generally accepted for like many many years by that time that the earth was round and he was actually pretty dumb he thought the earth was much smaller and he was going to come right around to India and yeah, uh, there was a lot India. more stuff <laughs> in the way before he got there oh here's here's an interesting thing that I saw the other day did you know that it's when you're trying to make a map it's like impossible to make a map of the earth flat that's like accurate and there's all these different ways that they do it, but like... What about this? Globe. Yes. The globe is the only accurate way to do it, because once you make it flat, then the scale has to change, and there's like a dip... There's, um, there's different maps based on, uh, like, some of them, the scales more accurate, but the countries look but like the shapes, the shapes are, wrong. are messed up. Yeah. yeah, and some of them, the, the shapes are right, but the sizes are and all messed even, up. Even I like the ones that are like a bunch of orange sections. peels. Yeah, because... I just want it to be a rectangle. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then even even a globe isn't exactly right because the Earth isn't really spherical. It's kind of like stretched out. Really? So I guess I guess spinning makes it stretch out a little bit, makes it wider. 
at the, the sides than like the North Pole and South Pole are. Wait, it's wider at the. So from North Pole to South Pole is not as long as it is from the diameter you know, across or... the equator. Yeah, really. But how do bees fly? They well, can't. They can't. It's impossible. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? Those are drones. Uh, they're actually just jumping. I didn't watch jumping that very episode far. of Black Mirror, so I don't know about the bee drones. <laughs> well, they're drones to make sure you don't find out that the Earth is not round. Ah. Yeah. Oh, you remember we were talking about bugs in the last one, and we talked about moths? Yeah. Yep. With uh, the dust on their wings? Yeah. Yeah. One of the most disappointing Wikipedia pages, because that was how we started, was... The moth one, the section on why they're attracted to light, it's just like, well, we don't know. Yeah, here's a couple things people think it could maybe be, but uh, no, yeah, don't. we don't really know. All the theories are dumb. They don't make any sense. That's it's not just moths, though, right? Like, I believe it's many bugs. Yeah, because yeah. they make the lights. Sometimes I think that, but then yeah, I'm just like, flies. maybe I see the bugs around it because there's a light there. And you just don't see the other bugs flying in the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I got some you solved good ones. It. I, did, I did solve it. Bugs aren't actually. You're now a bug like, scientist. Yeah. Print the book. Entomology. Right. Entomology. Well, they, what happens is the alpha bug flies into the light, <laughs> and then the rest of them have to follow. All right. Wrap it up. I think that's it. All right. All right. Bye. <laughs>